Sports and Songs podcast. We're on season four, episode number 11. Tonight's a songs edition, Andy. Uh, it's January 26th, 2023. How are you doing? I'm doing well, staying warm, best I can, and the below zero temperatures. It's it's chilly here. Um, we, we do have a special guest. We'll be interviewing tonight Mike Hamill, the founder and president of Deaf Legend, uh, on the show tonight. And it's much warmer down there as they're based in Dallas. How are you doing, Mike? Doing great. How are you guys doing? Excellent, excellent. Like we said, it's, uh, it's chilly up here. Uh, Mike runs a Deaf Legend. Uh, it's a tribute band for Deaf Leopard, of course, based in Dallas, Texas. They'll be coming up here to the Medina Entertainment Center, along with opening act Heartless on February 4th. That's a Saturday night. And so we've got some qu questions here for Mike. Uh, now, Mike, you may not know this, but we do a lot of coverage on local tribute bands. We have a songs episode. We do albums of the week. We do concerts, tours, uh, Kind of give the uh, give the fans updated uh, on normal uh, normal things in the rock, rock, heavy metal, and hard rock arena. But we do have a hankering for for some tribute bands. We've we've interviewed six or seven of them in the past. We're glad to have you on. We are going to the show. We do have tickets. Tell us a little bit how you got started here with Def Lev Legend. Sorry. Well, uh, you know, just growing up as a kid, uh, you know, Def Leppard just to be the, the band that I lean to the most. Uh, you know, Van Halen was probably like most most people that play guitar. That was my influence to, you know, want to pick up a guitar and learn to play it. it was when I heard Eddie Van Halen and uh, Van Halen won. But, you know, as I, as I got a little older, my music taste broadened. I uh, was watching MTV one night and, and I seen the video come on for Let It Go. Oh, yes. the high and dry album <laughs> and it just yeah. man, it just grabbed me and I was like I literally was like what the hell was that you know that's just yeah. kind of my brain was and I was like I gotta find out more about this band and uh and I did you know I just found out everything I could started you know looking for albums and realized there was already a couple of them out and uh and sure enough you know not long after Pyromania comes out and just blows everybody's mind but you know so you know, they were uh, one of my favorite bands, of course, from my childhood. And, uh, you know, I was one of those guys that played original music most of my life and uh, had kids young, like most of us, you know, a lot of us do. I had kids young and and uh, kind of got away from music in my mid-20s to late 20s, somewhere around there, 28. I think I finally stopped chasing the dream, you know. <laughs> yep. uh, and then, uh, you know, kind of did the dad thing for many years and as my kids got a little bit older I decided I want to start playing music again and uh, you know I mean I never stopped playing but I'm talking about like in, in a band situation and uh, so I jumped out and got a couple of cover bands and did that stuff for a couple of years and and then uh, lo and behold uh, you know here in the Dallas Fort Worth area these tribute bands started popping up you know we've all seen the Elvis shows and the Beatles shows and all that kind of stuff but there was really nothing else, you know, that was just in your face every every time you turn around, and and uh, so I, I met a guy at gym one one night, and he uh, told me he was in a Kiss tribute, and it kind of intrigued me. I was like, really? And you know, they were playing a show, and so uh, I went to see it, and it kind of just blew my mind. The crowd that showed up to support uh, this Kiss tribute, you know, they went all out, costumes, guitars, everything was, you know. Uh, pretty much perfect 
and uh, when I seen the crowd reaction and uh, you know how they uh, just affected, you know, you could tell it just took people back to a time. You know, it just really uh, spoke to me about what I wanted to do, and I, I knew at some point that I was going to do this Def Leppard show. <clears throat> so uh, it didn't happen immediately. In fact, it was a few years later uh, before this even started. But that's that's kind of my story. But you know, the, the you know after you know Pyromania hysteria comes out, and then you know uh, you know we all know the the Steve Clark story, yep. Rick Allen stories, all the tragedies of the band, and then. You know, Adrenalize even comes out, and that one blew me away. I mean, I just loved everything they did uh, up until that point. And, uh, you know, I have other favorite bands, again, Van Halen, a big Rush fan, Journey, you know, a lot of that stuff. Striker, I love that band. Uh, just a lot of influence. Uh, but whenever it came down to doing a tribute, you know, it's, it's very, very important in the tribute world who you pick to tribute because, you know, nowadays, you know, we travel quite a bit, and, uh, we see a lot of tributes and hear of a lot of different things going on. And I also uh, own and run a booking agency here in Dallas, so I'm very familiar with, with uh, a lot of stuff across the country that's going on in the tribute world. And, and Dallas-Fort Worth is like the mecca, it seems like, of the tribute world. I mean, we have 100 active tribute bands, and I'm not exaggerating. But, uh, I mean, for everything you can think of, pop, country, rock, metal, just everything. It's just insane, uh, but you know I, I think what you pick to tribute is important. And luckily for me, Def Leppard is my favorite band, so uh, I decided to, to give it a shot and see what would happen. I did my research. There wasn't a lot of them, you know, really in the world at the time. Uh, Def Leppard. We celebrated our ninth anniversary back in August. So you know, this coming August, the band will hit the ten year mark. And it's been an amazing ride. I mean, I never thought back then that it would be where it is today and that uh, we'd be getting to do the kind of shows we get to do, the travel we get to do, the money we make. It's just, it really blows my mind, but it's definitely been amazing to say the least. That's fun stuff. Uh, you know, Minneapolis, uh, St. Paul, Twin Cities area here is is big in the tributes and we're, uh, we're helping push a lot of these things that come in and it's fun to go to fun to watch. Uh, it's a, it's an intimate experience right in your face. Uh, I, I, you know, we get a kick out of it. Andy and I get a kick out of it. Uh, yep. Can you tell us a little more about the, the players uh, in the band and who they, who they play, what, what instruments uh, and, and what, who are you then when, when the show starts, uh, who are you, Mike? Right. I'll be Phil Collins. Nice. Now, my, minus the six pack. <laughs> keep your shirt on. Do you Mike? Keep your shirt on. Andy asks yeah, if you keep your shirt on. I absolutely keep my shirt on. If I was built like that guy at 65, I, I'd probably take mine off too. But, uh, Amen. But, uh, but, you know, we, you know, so I, I do play the Phil Collins part. Uh, the other guitar player, depending on what era of the show, we, we do uh, all three eras of the show. So okay. we'll do, we can do the Pyromania era, all the guitars, costumes, everything. But they kind of wore back in that time frame. We also do the Hysteria show. With the, again, I, we all have the guitars from the tour, from the in the round tour uh, for Hysteria, and then we do we mainly do the modern show because we're also guys that are you know older guys in our forties and fifties, and we we have one thirty something, but but we'll get to that later. Yeah. We we have, we have the baby of the band, but uh, three of us are in our fifties, uh, one's in his forties, and then one's in his thirties, and. Uh, 
Yeah, it's, so, it's, uh, it says here, you know, they have combined 100 years of playing experience, so that's awesome. Andy and I here are yeah. both also in our uh, early 50s and uh, love this kind of music. So that's 100 years of combined music. That's yeah. uh, looking forward we, we to that. We have some experience. We yeah. have, have a lot of experience. Uh, John Inman plays the Vivian Campbell slash Steve Clark road, depending on what show we do. And uh, John uh, also a, a guy who's been playing guitar for 30-something years. Uh, he's a music veteran here in Dallas. Uh, plays in a ton of different bands. He's, you know, he's a full-time musician, so he he can get a call tonight and go show up and play, you know, top forty top bands and the dance party. So he can do all that stuff. And then, but this is his baby. He loves this one. Uh, and then Taylor Dennis is our bass player. He's the young one. I think he's thirty-two. Uh, we all know knew his dad back in the day, and then he he grows up end up playing in this band with us so, uh he also plays in multiple bands uh as, as a veteran i mean i think he started playing the clubs down here when he was like 15 years old so he's a, he's a veteran uh our drummer is ken kadelka and he is uh, uh a 20-year veteran of the band lillian axe if you guys have ever heard of lillian axe. yep yep uh ken ken wasn't their original drummer but he came in after that those guys for 20 years yeah andy said yeah. he's familiar with that he's heard he's, heard, yeah, he's heard of them yeah show a little love that put them on the map back in the day oh yeah but uh but yeah so ken uh you know so he played with those guys for 20 years he's also played in a band with uh you know uh original alien act singer ron taylor uh called low side which also uh featured the bass player from hell yeah which is uh bobzilla uh, they, those guys are all in a band together recently as well. Uh, so that's, that's Ken's story. And then, uh, so those those guys, myself, Taylor, John, and Ken, we've been together for eight years now. Uh, those guys have been with me. You know, the first two years of the band, I had uh, you know some other players, other singers, and, and all that. You know, the first couple of years of the band. And uh, but but the, the playing lineup been solid for seven plus years almost eight years now i think yeah that really and helps then, uh, yeah yeah the continuity and chemistry of the band is, is it's outstanding uh it really is i mean honestly after all this time every blue moon we still you know we'll mess up something in a song and it's just like you know everybody knows what everybody's thinking and, <laughs> and uh you know we we messed <laughs> recently we messed up a song actually on new year's eve down here and uh nobody Planched, and next thing you know, we were right back at it, and the crowd didn't even notice. And there were musicians in the crowd, and I, I was like, "Man, you know, one of my buddies was like, man, I can't believe we messed up that part of whatever song it was.'" And he's like, "What? I didn't even catch it." Uh, but anyway, so that's the kind of chemistry the players have. Now, the new guy in the band is our singer Justin Whitehead. Uh, Justin is he is a veteran in the uh, cover band scene here. Uh, didn't really know him until a year or so ago or know of him. And, uh, we, uh, we ended up making a change at our vocal position last April after, uh, you know, being with a guy for six years. And he actually, Wes, uh, Willenberg was our, you know, like I said, he was with us for six years and we did a lot of, we've done a lot of work uh, actually in the Minnesota, Wisconsin, North Dakota, all that, uh, Iowa. Uh, we've done a lot of work up there the last, you know, several years. Uh, we've probably played 
in Minnesota more than any other state in Texas, to be honest. <laughs> so, really? So uh, what's the uh, what's the connection? And and my other question is, for tribute bands, they typically do they travel that much? Is that common, or are they typically locals play the local scene? Uh, most of them stay local. It's just not what we wanted to do. You know, I, I think it gets stale for people to see the same thing all the time. You know, so uh, like I said, Dallas is a big market. We have huge venues down here that uh, house the tribute shows. There's probably half a dozen, you know, venues down here that are thousand to twelve, fifteen hundred theater type rooms that uh, tribute bands just continually fill up in this area. Uh, so, uh, it, but you know, we just don't, we try and only play our home area every four to six weeks. So the rest of it, we like to get away. You know, Texas is huge, so we can go all over the place here. And we've been every corner of the state, I think, uh, over the years. And and uh, so we, we try and spread it out, you know. And we, you know, I just don't want somebody to say, oh, you know, Death Legends playing Friday night and then, you know, they get off work, they're tired, and they're like, oh, well, they're playing next Saturday somewhere, too, so I'll just wait to go to that. I, I don't want to be that, you know, I don't want to be that band that'll play a donut shop, you know, for, you know, 500 bucks. I want it to be something that people excited about, right. you know, and, and uh, I think that's mm-hmm. part of the problem with staying local all the time is you over-saturate your own market. Mm-hmm. People are, you know, they, there's no wow factor to it anymore. And, uh, you know, cause it's, a, it's a business. It's fun and everything, but it's also a business. And, uh, you know, so we, we try and treat it like that. So I've reached out across the country over the years. I've made connections with different agencies and, and actually one there, uh, you know, in, in you guys' area, uh, 1013 Entertainment yep. uh, with our agent, D. Van Carey. I don't know if you guys know Lenny, but he's been really good. He's become really one of my closest friends over the years. And uh, he's, he's very good to our band. He believes in us and, and uh, so he keeps us busy. You know, we're there, and you know, like I said, this weekend of February, we play at Medina, and then we go over to Danbury, Wisconsin, to play uh, uh, one of the casinos. Honestly, I don't remember the name right off the top of my head. Sure, yeah. And then we'll be in July, you know, some of that stuff will be announced later. We'll be back up in that area in July. Uh, so we'll, we'll, and then I think we'll be back in that area in September. So we've never visited Minnesota three times in one year, but it's going to happen this year. So. Awesome, Andy. Uh, do you have a do you have a question for Mike? Yeah. Well, I said, like I said, I see you're playing in St. Croix the night after here. Then you come back in July for Fun Fest in Egan. Um, but you're opening up. Heartless is opening for you. You're both with Ten Thirteen Entertainment. Has it ever worked where, like Heartless is opening for you, and then you find out later in the year you're opening for another band that opened for you? You guys kind of switch roles. Uh, if we had to, you, you were kind of cutting out, but I think I got most of that. Uh, I don't know what some of the rest of that holds in July. I don't know if we're, you know, playing the last slot or, or before, but, but, you know, it's fine. We're, we're good. We're workable with any of that, you know? So we, you know, we agree on, you know, to come do shows and we agree on money and we just, you know, do however they want to do it. I see. Uh, most of the, we, we rarely open to be honest. I see. But, I see. uh, but you know, when we, sometimes when you travel mm-hmm. and you get on these festival, uh, you know, situations, you know, you do end up in the beginning or the middle or the end. It's, you know, just the way it goes. And, and so we just jump in and do our job, you know, whatever they want us to do. Awesome. Yeah. The Medina Entertainment Center is a great location. You're going to like that. It's a great venue, uh, great for concerts and music. Heartless is the opening band. We've interviewed them in the past. We've seen them a couple times each. Uh, they're a very good band uh, that does all basically, you know, your heart material. 
lot of older stuff too. They got some good good stuff there from the seventies. Uh, I do like that you guys play all the different genres there, the three different uh, layers for uh, Def Leppard. Do you come out then and do a break in between to change and and get your get ups all ready to go, or how do you trans uh, transition into the next phase for your shows? Well, we we don't typically, you know, that has to be a specific show. I, I mean, see. We, we we basically offer a menu. You know, it's where you know we we can do an acoustic show. Or okay. We can do the Power Romania uh, era. We can do stereo era. We can do both of those in one night if need be. I if see. There is a, you know an intermission where we change out you know, costuming and guitars yeah, and, sure. and all that stuff. And, uh, and then, like I said, most of the time, honestly, you know, with, with social media and all that, uh, and the internet and everything, uh, the modern era and the modern look of the band is it's really surprisingly the most popular one. Okay. Because it's just what people know because, you know, all the people our age, you know, are going to these concerts now more than they did when they were kids. It's so true. Saying, yeah, you know, they're they're seeing the, the what they look like yep. today. You know, so it's it's honestly a, a it's we we only do a few what we call our era shows a year, but they are more expensive. You know, it's a, it's a lot a lot of work. You know, it carry a lot more equipment as oh, far as sure. guitars and clothes and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but but people do buy. It just has to be the right situation. It's not something we do in a club. It's, it's something we typically would do in a theater or a private event, things I like see. that, where they, they specifically want to see, you know, Death Leopard through the years. We haven't done the 30 the year show yet, Okay. Uh, where we actually start with Pyro and morph into Hysteria and then morph into the modern to end it out. That's a, that's a, uh, that's a crazy show. Uh, <laughs> we're working on that. We want to do it, but it's, it's a lot of work. Uh, we, we also, which you guys will see uh, Saturday, is uh, you know the thing that I think has helped us grow and be uh, where we are with this. You know, if you can say that. With tr- Sometimes it's still funny to me that it's the tribute thing is as big as it is, even though you know we're fortunate enough to be one of the ones that get to do a lot of the crazy cool stuff. Uh, but but I think part of that reason is is we really have taken it serious into you know the detail of, of a lot of the, the the thing just like the drums our drums will sound like the stereo record okay you know, we have all the electronic triggers you know we we use the same guitar units they have that they're touring with from uh, fractal uh we, we you know we, we even have you know uh, just really worked on the tonalities of the records and stuff like that for the songs and and, uh, and we have the guitars i mean like so we have the guitar, you know, the guitars you see on stage, or what they turn around with and play today. You know, all the custom Phil Collins guitars. I have, I have about twelve or thirteen, I think, of his custom guitars that cover every era of the band. And uh, you know, it's, it's a big investment. And uh, and uh, you know, the bass guitars, you know, you'll see are the ones Rick Allen. I mean, Rick Savage plays. So uh, I mean, it, it, you know, Viv, the Viv Campbell stuff. You know, him and. Steve Clark both played Les Pauls and, and you know, John yep. played those. And so, I mean, you'll see, you know, and, and uh, there's one thing a lot of people say is, you know, like we, we get to play in front of a lot of big crowds and it's super nice and we're, we're so thankful for that and appreciative. But, you know, a lot of pictures from back, like in the back of the room, we always get the comments of, y'all look like the band on stage. And, you know, there are some pictures that really does, you know. So, like, you look up there and you see the right guitars and, and you see the, the uh, you know the name of the band aesthetically resembles Def Leppard. You know just all those things 
it just looks right on stage. And then our visual production is, is quite a bit different than probably any, you know, there's very few tribute bands that, you know, probably carry around the show that we do. You know, we have a 28-foot trailer that's full of, you know, lights and trusting and video screens and drum risers and all that kind of stuff, you know. So it, it's a big visual production, you know, too. And, uh, uh, you know, we have a full-time sound guy that travels with us. We have, you know, a guy that runs our live video show. Uh, I mean, so we, we have to have a crew to put the show on. It's not just the five guys anymore, you know, like we started with. There's typically nine or ten of us traveling when we do this stuff because that's what it takes to build the show and run it and tear it down and get out of there, you know. Uh, so it, it's so you guys will see it. it it's, it's pretty cool. We're proud of, you know, what we've what we've done with it, you know, for sure. That's awesome. And, and, uh, Andy, do you have another question? Yeah. Have you ever heard from the guys in Def Leppard themselves, uh, good, bad, or indifferent about you, your show? Yeah, actually, uh, we all, well, let's see how many of us. I think three of us in this band have actually met, you know, one of their members from time to time. <clears throat> it's kind of funny. Uh, a couple of years ago when they were doing the last Vegas residency, uh, it was the same week as my wife's birthday. So we flew to Vegas for her birthday, but we also picked one of the nights to go to the concert. And so we got over to, to I don't remember if it was Planet Hollywood or whatever it was, whatever casino it was. Uh, we, we went out early so we could eat and kind of walk around and check out the, the mall that wraps around the casino and all of the theater where they did the show. And, uh, we, and it was packed in there that day. I mean, I guess everybody went there early. And uh, <clears throat> we walked was walking through and there was like an art uh, museum that had all of uh, uh, Rick Allen's paintings in it. So he, okay. you know, I guess when he travels around, he finds somewhere to display his art, which was cool. So we went and checked it out. And, uh, and so we come back out and we're walking. I see a Starbucks and I know that Phil Colin is a big fan of Starbucks. And I just kind of jokingly said to my wife, it would be funny if we ran into him in there because we were going to go to Starbucks. <laughs> and, as we're walking to the Starbucks, we didn't get there. And like I said, it's one of those crowds where you're having to weave in and out. I mean, it's really a tight crowd. And like just a second later, next thing I know, me and Phil Collin are nose to nose staring at each other. <laughs> I, I, that's how it happened like that. And at first, I just kind of walked past him because I was like, you know, I'm not going to be that guy. And then, you know, he was standing there with his wife and his son, and they were, you know, talking and talking to somebody. Uh, and then that person walked off, and I was like, you know what? I'll probably never get this chance again. So I walked over, and I actually had a Death Legend shirt on. And, and my introduction to him was, I was like, hey, I play you in this band. <laughs> 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 and, he <come> <laughs> and he said, I, because, you know, like a year or two prior, our former singer had went to uh, concerts in Houston and San Antonio and had a friend that had backstage passes, and he met Phil Collins. And so he told him all about our band. So he, that's what he told me. He's like, I, I remember that band. And he literally told me, he's like, I met your singer in, in uh, Houston. He, he had picked out Houston. I, I don't know if he remembered both of them, but he said, I met your singer in Houston. So I remember that, remember your band. But anyway, we were talking. He was super cool about it. And he was just, you know, I asked him, what, you know, what do you guys think about this tribute? stuff you know going on in the world and he said that they felt very flattered by it 
and that but that none of them had actually ever seen one in person or live or anything but uh you know he said he felt you know that they all felt very flattered about it you know because there's some people out there you know like don henley you know <laughs> that don't they're not very big fans of it and they they make it very well known that, that they're not and even some of them go as far as trying to keep you from actually playing in certain venues across the country but thank god they're not like that you know and that, that made me mm-hmm. happy because you know i might have felt different about doing it had that you know went differently uh but but yeah he was really super cool his wife found out it was my wife's birthday and just was very nice and even like the next day reached out to my wife on instagram because it was actually her birthday the next day in a helen you know wish my wife a happy birthday and it's just really so so cool and nice and not acting like we bothered them or anything and but the the coolest part of this whole thing is like i was telling you guys earlier i have uh, all these guitars that are specifically his guitars you know that he used jackson has made he designed jackson made them all that kind of i have a bunch of those and some of them are rare you know uh, i have a couple of them that are you know like one of 25 in the world and one of 12 in the world stuff like that and uh so i, I told him well, as we we're getting ready to go i was like all right, one last thing i gotta at least show you my guitar collection and so uh, i had this one picture that's nothing but but his guitars and and uh, anyway, I pulled it up on my phone, and he kind of bent down and looked at it. And he, he just looked at me and said, wow, you got some of those rare ones. And I was like, yeah, it took me years to find those because they don't ever come up for sale. So, you know, those of us that are looking for them, you're literally looking every day, you know. And so he, he was really impressed that, that, you know, we put that kind of effort into uh, doing it, you know. And uh, he didn't watch video. You couldn't hear it anyway, you know. But... You know, I've still chit-chat here and there with his wife on uh, uh, either Facebook Messenger or, or Instagram and stuff like that. And uh, then, actually, last year, uh, there's a venue here in, in the Dallas area, and Vivian Campbell was coming through with, uh, you know, Last in Line, his, his Dio okay. uh, tribute thing. And uh, I happen to know the general manager of the venue very well, and uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, are you coming to the show tonight? And I was like, yeah. I planned on it. He goes, well, come early. Uh, they'll, they'll be here in a little while. So he told me what time to be there, and I did. And the venue wasn't open, but he let me in. So I went and sat at the bar. Sure enough, they uh, they come in, and, and they come to the bar to order food. Vivian's standing literally two feet from me. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, you know, I let him order his food, and then he's standing there waiting on it. So I just struck up a conversation with him. And I told him who I was and told him about the band. I showed him our promo video. And, and uh, he was really just super cool about it. He's like, wow, you guys are really good. And y'all get to play some venues as big as the ones we play, you know, and stuff like that. And, uh, but he was, he was just super <laughs> nice about it. And he, he talked to me for probably half an hour. We just sat there at the bar and, you know, he, he got his food. And we just sat there at the bar and chit-chatted. And he, you know, just the nicest guy in the world, you know. So I've got to meet two of them and, and uh our drummer and senior met Rick Allen uh, actually in Vegas as well. They went out a couple of days after I went home and they ended up catching uh, Rick Allen in Starbucks <laughs> so, uh, when they went in there. <clears throat> but yeah, they all seem to be very cool about it, which is, like I say, it's, it's really uh, makes you feel good about what you're doing that, that they uh, think highly of it, you know, that, that they're impressed that people think highly enough of them to to do something like that. Yeah, it's awesome. Now the show, uh, once again, it's February fourth at the Medina. It's 
Doors open 7 p.m. Music starts at 8. It's a 21-plus show. General admission tickets, $17 in advance, $22 a day of the show. It's Def Leppard Legend, uh, Def Leppard Tribute Band. And what we've got on the call here is Mike Hamill, founder and president of Def Legend. Uh, one of the best. And it says, actually, you know, this is the world... The, uh, the the best tribute band in the world here for uh, for Def Legend, but you can see them on on the web at deflegend.com. and also they got a good Facebook presence, uh, a big Facebook page as well. Looks like you guys are playing Oklahoma here next Saturday, and then in two weeks you'll be here in the Twin Cities area. Um, Andy, anything else for uh, for Mike Hamill here while we got him on? No, just like I said, I'm looking forward to the show in a couple of weeks. Medina is a great place to play. Um, if you haven't met the people from Heartless, they're all really good people. Um, Greg, the bass player there, he's also in a Van Halen tribute band. So he might want to talk guitars with you a little bit. Yeah, the bassist, uh, he says he also plays in a Van Halen tribute band. But we're also, you know, if you've heard of Hairball, they're based up here as well. Mike, you know, they, they do a bunch. Uh, they, they travel the country as well, too. We just, Andy and I saw them a couple of months ago, and uh, or last month it was, and they, they put on a fantastic show. They um, do. They do. I know very well. We, we actually played uh, Moondance with Hairball okay. a few years back, and we played Bike Week in Daytona with them, and then we yep. played with them here, here in Dallas. I, I helped facilitate a show for them to come to Dallas as well. So Yeah, they... Uh, we, they they played at the Medina as well, and it's a good uh, good place to do, uh, you know, uh, uh, to fit all their, uh, you know, indoor stuff. You're limited there with the pyrotechnics and whatnot, uh, playing outdoor yeah, festivals, yeah. but it's uh, it's a good setup. Yeah, yeah, well, I think we'll, we probably won't see much of that either. Uh, but, yeah. but, yeah, we're looking forward to it, and I appreciate you guys, you know, having me on. And, and uh, you know, it's, we've made a lot of friends over the, the years coming up there, you know, and I, I'd have to go back and count, but I would think this might be our – you know, at least we're getting into the double digit shows for up in that area for sure. Yes, uh, and I'm sure the you must like the outdoor festivals. Do you like the outdoor uh, performing outside versus indoors? Absolutely, and it's much more pleasant up there in the summer than it is here. Exactly, exactly. Uh, well, well, nice talking to you, Mike. It's a great to have you on the show here. We're like I said, we're going to be at the show. We'll be there. Uh, we're going to be promoting it here in the weeks coming up to it uh, on our show and on the podcast, and also on social media, but, uh, it's a good location. Um, it's it, the music is right up our alley where we grew up with all the same stuff. Uh, and, um, Andy, anything else with Mike before he's got a bolt here? You know, Mike, again, thank you. And also the, uh, thank you for being on our show, our little tidbit show here. Thank you for being with us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. I, I'm appreciative you guys reached out and, uh, they were just looking forward to seeing the great people of Minnesota again. It's been a while, so we're excited to come back. Awesome. All right, All right. thanks again. We'll be looking forward to it. We'll see you in a couple weeks there, Mike. Have a good one. You too. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right, Andy. We'll talk to you later. Uh, Andy, have a good week, everyone. We'll uh, we'll join you again here next week on uh, Thursday for our Album of the Week review. All right. Thanks. See you guys. All right. See you.